loss cannot be avoided, you know, unless, unless you choose a life with no love or any type of fulfillment. Welcome to Heart of Glass, the podcast. I'm your host, Hella, and in this podcast, I will be discussing emotions, life, death, conflict, and everything that makes us human. So please stick around as shit's about to go down. I swear this National Day weekend is giving me Eid feels, if it makes any sense. Everyone's just been celebrating a week ago and everyone's excited for it and I get that. I guess we can say this is the final episode and also like a National Day special at the same time. Not that it has anything to do with National Day. Um, I'm just mainly excited for the long weekend. So disclaimer for those who think the episode is going to be a motivational speech about moving on or finding a great answer that's going to give you a shortcut into healing. It's not. (laughs) Instead, it's going to be as realistic as can be, and that's the only way to go about it. So finding meaning beyond the acceptance stage has got to be the kind of closure i guess you can say so in david kessler's book about finding meaning the sixth stage of grieving process which i will be referring to a lot in this episode he kind of created this new additional stage building off of the elizabeth kubler-ross model that she created about the stages of grieving in the book he mentions that people who actually allow themselves to grieve tend to eventually have what is called post-traumatic growth rather than post-traumatic stress. In his book, Kessler talks about the reactions or sayings that people say to his grieving patients when they open up to others about their grief. Some people would tell them that, quote-unquote, time heals all, or that, quote-unquote, be happy that your loved one is at peace now. I'm sorry, but no matter how much you think that this is comforting, it's not. And I quote from the same chapter of the book, we must really see the person we are trying to comfort. Loss can become more meaningful and more bearable when reflected and reflected accurately in another's eyes. If you see someone grieving, you must do your best to give them the time and space to grieve and validate their feelings as much as possible. Some thoughts I found in Kessler's book that can also work as a guide in understanding meaning is that number one, meaning is relative and personal. It also takes time and you may not find it until months or even years after the loss. It also doesn't require understanding. It's not necessary to understand why someone died in order to find meaning Even when you do find meaning, you won't feel it was worth the cost of what you lost. 
And your loss is not a test, a lesson, or something to handle, or like a gift, or even a blessing. That loss is simply what happens to you in life, and meaning is what you make happen. Only you can find your own meaning, as it's all a unique experience. And that meaningful connections will heal painful memories. He mentions that meaning can be found in the death, the loss, the event, or even the life of the person you loved. And meaning can also be found in your own life after the loss. So what does meaning look like and how do we know once we find it? It can take many shapes, such as finding gratitude or being grateful for the time you had with your loved ones or finding ways to commemorate and honor them or realizing the brevity and the value of life and making that kind of your motivation into some kind of major life shift or change. As per Kessler's experience, he noticed that those of us who are able to find meaning tend to have a much easier time grieving than those who don't. They're less likely to remain stuck in one of the five stages. And for those who do get stuck, this can manifest in many different ways, including sudden weight gain or loss. And I think I touched on this previously when we talked about how grief can manifest as a physical illness in our bodies. Also, drug or alcohol addiction, uh, unresolved anger, or an inability to form or commit to a new relationship out of fear of experiencing yet another loss. If we remain stuck in loss, then we may become consumed by it, making it the focus of our life to the point where we lose all other sense of purpose and direction. The hardest question for me in this stage is... How do I return to a meaningful life without the person or thing or job that I lost? I know I've said this before that when we find ourselves in this difficult position, we don't have an option but to get back up. But then one could argue that this could also be an option once you consider giving up as one. So it's always about appreciating the life you have right now and choosing to let love back in. In his book, David Kessler talks about his experience with losing his dog. A year after his dog's death, they decided to get a new puppy, knowing full well he would probably lose the dog again in a certain number of years. He calls that choosing to attach again, and that he purposely made a decision to bring love back into his home. This is very important because, if anything, it means that loss cannot be avoided, you know, unless, unless you choose a life with no love or any type of fulfillment. So, it is a necessary component of life. I think now that I've reached a state of acceptance, I personally have the capacity in me to honor those losses, no matter how painful or hurtful they were, enough to not forget them, not resent them, but to just move forward knowing it's part of life and most importantly that I will be able to enjoy life again. I will be able to accept and cope with any health-related changes and find love and a real connection with someone who truly does reciprocate that in the way that I deserve. No one deserves or wants to go through tough situations and endure any kind of loss in life. But if you find yourself grieving any type of loss, then 
please do grieve over them because nothing anyone will ever tell you or anything you'll ever read is going to make your journey easy or make you figure it out easily. It's something you have to figure out on your own. So the meaning or rather the meaning of life if we're being philosophical here, simply put, is that shit happens. As Kessler says in his book, quote unquote, The grief that comes with loss is how we experience the depths of our love and love takes many forms in this life. So what does the end of grief look like? Is there an end to it at all? I personally think that as long as we're living, grief is a never-ending process that keeps presenting itself over and over again with different people, different experiences and circumstances. It's a part of life that no one ever prepares you for. And if we're talking about one single experience, whether there's an ending to it, it does not make sense, nor is it fair to say, that it just stops at a certain point. Your grief only matures into meaning as you hold space for it. And let's stop here and acknowledge the fact that even holding space for such an emotionally turbulent experience is not an easy thing to go through. However, processing it and dealing with it the right way through awareness and therapy can actually lessen the shock the next time you have to experience grief. And it could help you find meaning for sure. Lastly, since the beginning of the season, I always wanted to encourage or rather recommend specific therapists that might be helpful for some of you. Whether you're grieving or going through anything else, I will be dedicating the final Instagram post of this season to a couple of therapists, though I have not necessarily tried all of them, but it's for me to share and you to find out, I guess. Grief in general by a lot of doctors has always been considered a personal and kind of like a non-medical issue that people just have to deal with and get over. However, nowadays, more doctors are specializing in even grief therapy who also know how to assess the intensity of the condition and even monitor it with the patient. You know, from the beginning of the podcast, I noted that um, a huge part of me making the series about grief is because it helps me remember, as well as you guys, everyone listening, that we're not alone in this. Sharing my experience and what I know so far about grief has helped me heal as well. And this is my kind of hidden mantra. I always advocate for compassion and vulnerability. I refuse to let the things I go through isolate me from people or make me tougher or closed off, whatever that means. Because we all share some type of experience with pain, and that's worth talking about. Making this podcast and getting back to podcasting in the first place is, in and of itself, is kind of a great gesture for me to remind myself of how much I enjoy this and just how human connection is such an important part of my journey and overall personality. And this is one of many ways for me to connect with you guys. Thanks to everyone who has reached out, whether in real life or on Instagram and discussed or even shared some parts of their journey. This episode concludes the first season of Heart of Glass about the grieving process. My God, this was such a journey for me. I have no clear plans as to what the next season will be about or when it's going to come out. God, I'm getting emotional. But, um... You will know for sure if you follow our Instagram page at heartofglass.podcast. I really appreciate you all for taking the time to listen and even reciprocate this healing energy. Until the next episode, whenever that may be, 
take care.